With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Today, there are 200 negative results. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says the latest results include tests from doctors' hospital as well as the HSA lab. The samples include screening tests of frontline workers, which is currently underway. It's part of the effort to see just how much COVID-19 there actually is in our community. Dr. Lee today also acknowledged people who have been in quarantine now for more than the usual 14 days. The poor people that are having weeks and weeks longer than they anticipated, I feel so sorry for them. The problem is, even though the 14 days have passed, those people have not had two negative tests for COVID-19 yet. It's again a question of not knowing enough about the disease. We don't know if they are possibly infectious. In a few years' time or a few months' time, we may know that actually they were never infectious. But at the moment, we have to assume that because viral particles can be detected in the samples that we're taking, that there is the potential for them to spread. So obviously we're being cautious as anybody would expect, and we're asking them to please stay isolated. But quite a few, both in the government facility and at home, are continuing to be positive weeks after their 14 days. There are approximately 200 people in isolation right now. As government officials confirm more evacuation and repatriation flights in the coming weeks, for those getting ready to take flight, there are a few things you'll need to keep in mind. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego explains. Good progress is being made on evacuation flights, according to His Excellency Governor Martin Roper, confirming Wednesday that a second flight to La Ceiba, Honduras, on Friday, May 8th. You will need to get in touch with Cayman Airways directly on 949-2311 to book seats. And as I said yesterday, for that flight, passengers do need to arrange a medical certificate confirming they are free COVID-19 symptoms and these certificates need to be scanned and sent to my office that's maria.lung at fco.gov.uk maria.leng at fco.gov.uk and they will then be sent to the Honduran government. Governor Roper also confirms a flight to Canada on Friday, May 22nd. Passengers who want to return to Cayman from Canada should email emergencytravel at gov.ky and only Caymanians and permanent residents will be allowed to return on the flight. Regarding a Costa Rica flight, Governor Roper says they're working on that. Uh, we are confident we can do the same with the Dominican Republic, but we don't yet have the confirmation uh, for that. I would ask all nationals who have not already contacted the emergency travel helpline to load up their details on the online form www.explore.gov.ky slash travel. Now a strong push continues for Nicaragua nationals stranded here but His Excellency says there has been no progress yet. We have pushed um, the Nicaraguan authorities again to reconsider their decision not to allow their nationals here to come back, but I'm afraid that the response is still that the airport there will be closed until the end of June, which is the same for a number of Central American countries. Um, I realise that's a very difficult situation for the Nicaraguan nationals here, and as the Premier um, has already made clear very often, and I, and I strongly support that, we will of course do everything um, we can to support and help um, the, the stranded Nicaraguans here. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Today, Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin announced the reopening of money transfer services. And starting on Monday, the 4th of May, remittance or money transfer services will be allowed to open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday to Saturday. While mentioning specifically Jayant Money Transfer, MoneyGram, and Western Union, the Premier did caution that the news does not mean all remittance services will be open this Monday. This is important. 
subject to the approval by the competent authority of the operational plan for each individual business, which will ensure physical distancing and appropriate measures are in place to reduce and eliminate the spread of COVID-19. It will be up to each of the individual money transfer businesses to ensure that they have submitted their operational plan and have received the approval of the competent authority before they're allowed to open. Existing soft curfew restrictions will apply for those wishing to visit a money transfer service location. That means A to K on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and L to Z Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. The Premier today also corrected something he mentioned yesterday. He said international mail services are not yet available. As you've heard here on Radio Cayman, there have been changes regarding vehicle and driver's license renewals due to COVID-19 making vehicle inspections not possible. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins explains how things will work. The Department of Vehicle and Driver's Licenses now allows vehicles to have their license renewed without inspections as the change in law comes into effect as of today. Two categories of vehicles this applies to. One, vehicles with an expired inspection between the 1st of February and the 29th of April. And two, vehicles with an inspection about to expire between the 30th of April and the 30th of June. Premier Alden McLaughlin explained in Wednesday's COVID briefing that the inspection certificate for vehicles will be automatically extended. To allow them to go online and renew for either three or six months. Persons should have their insurance up to date and can do this by calling or emailing the respective insurance companies separately. Documents to upload online are the inspection certificate and the logbook. If you have experienced difficulties with the DVDL website and it won't allow you to renew, this might be because your vehicle does not fall into the two categories for renewal without inspection. For example, when it was investigated, it was determined that this individual's vehicle had not been licensed for the past five years. In another case, the vehicle had not been licensed for over eight months. And the DVDL will not accept this extended expiry without reinspecting the vehicle. To assist the public with queries and gaining a better understanding, representatives from the ministry and the DVDL are scheduled to appear on talk shows Friday and Monday. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. People who've just purchased vehicles and imported them should email dvdl.helpdesk at gov.ky to receive instructions. Also, if you have a 2019 or 2020 vehicle that was purchased from a local dealer, good news about another quality of life issue. The Department of Environmental Health will begin collecting garden and vegetation waste as part of the regular garbage collection service. It is temporary during the ongoing COVID-19 curfew period, and pickup will begin next Monday, May 4th. However, the minister responsible for health and environment says there are some rules they're asking us to be mindful of. Please place the garden waste in durable trash bags. Place bags beside your regular garbage for collection. Limit these bags to 40 pounds to protect the health and safety of our collectors. Only two bags of vegetation waste will be collected from a household on any given day. The decision to limit the amount of garden waste pick up to two bags is to try to accommodate more waste types as with the current shelter-in-place provisions. The Honorable Dwayne Seymour says there has been an increase in trash overall, which causes this type of waste to normally be placed as a lower priority. But for those who have a larger amount of vegetation waste, that is allowed in the new temporary collection provisions. 
So the DEH is advising that if you have much more waste than is allowed, the public is encouraged to directly contact DEH on 949-6696 to book a grab truck for collection at a cost of $100. On Cayman Brack, yard trimmings are usually disposed at the landfill and must be done so using the current alphabet system. The cost there for the grab truck services is $75 per load. The Department of Environmental Health, by the way, also offers a community service for those who cannot afford it. An update now on the airfield upgrade project at Owen Roberts International Airport. Radio Cayman's John Anglin explains. COVID-19 travel restrictions mean less air traffic, and airport officials are taking advantage of that to speed up the airfield improvements that began in early November. Airport's Authority CEO, Albert Anderson, says they are pleased with the progress which he says bring big improvements to service, operations, and safety standards. Mr. Anderson says in some areas they are ahead of schedule now. The improvements include rehabilitation of the runway surface, a runway extension, a new parallel taxiway, filling ponds, establishing an airfield parameter road, and expanding the aircraft parking ramp. Crews have completed two of three layers of asphalt needed to strengthen the runway. The third and final layer, which will include paved runway shoulders, will take approximately three weeks and is scheduled to be completed by mid-May. The runway extension and blast deflector is ongoing and is scheduled to be done by late June. The new taxiway is currently under construction and is scheduled to be completed by mid-July 2020. The April expansion works continue but may hit a snag because current travel restrictions could prevent a specialist concrete crew from being able to enter the Cayman Islands from the United Kingdom until the island's borders reopen. The filling of the airfield ponds on the west end of the runway is complete. The remaining two ponds should be filled by mid-May. They're also expecting to complete the parameter road by the end of May. The final completion of date for the entire project remains at mid-September 2020 due to the unknown completion date of of the Apron Expansion Works. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Mass COVID-19 screening was scheduled to take place today at the Little Cayman Clinic as government takes the first steps toward easing restrictions in the country's smallest island. Little Cayman is home to about 200 people, including the live-in staff at the Central Caribbean Marine Institute. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller recently spoke with President and Senior Scientist Dr. Carrie Manfrino. So being scientific researchers in Little Cayman, people might think that you aren't being that impacted by COVID-19. Is that the case or has your work life changed? Some actually is, is really positive. I mean, we're a much closer group working together, pulling in the same direction. And we're all very, very concerned about what's happening around us. So what's the biggest change? Usually we have 20 kids or 20 college students or five or six researchers here working and the research station has just come to a standstill. What about for your work personally? I've always had a very specific path, a very specific set of goals. We have a vision 2025 for the organization and there are external factors that are really controlling how we achieve what it is that we feel is important as an organization and as a nonprofit in the Cayman Islands. We are very fortunate to continue doing our work. Our work is funded by grants and sponsors and so we have certain projects that we have to complete and some of the projects that we're completing have to be done by a certain date because the weather gets warm and the corals begin to stress out and so most of our work right now is in the field. Our team are out on the reef installing a huge installation that will help us to protect the corals that we've grown within our nursery over the last seven years. What's it like being a little Cayman during all of this? Quite surreal. I think the rest of the world 
is understanding what it's like to live on Little Cayman. I mean, we're very isolated. We have only 200 people here. However, what really makes us unique is that we've had no COVID-19. But, you know, we're here isolated and we're really, really worried about everybody else. And, you know, watching TV at two o'clock in the afternoon has been incredibly positive for us because we have strong leadership that streaming every day really helps us to come back into the community and bring us together with everybody across the country. So not as a scientist, but as a human being, how are you holding up? Well, um, there are a few things that I'm doing that I wasn't doing because I was working so much. I'm riding my bike more, getting more fit than I've been in many years. I've probably reconfirmed what I believed about nature and the strength and power of nature versus humanity and how much we've destroyed the earth. But I don't think I ever fathomed that something like this would happen. Are you getting any takeaways from this experience? On a personal level, I've been really encouraged in a weird way in that there could be some incredible positive things that come out of this for nature. This awful thing that's happening, this horrible, terrible virus that is forcing everybody inside and away from the people we love and care about. The most important thing I hope that will come out of this is that we understand that changes are going to have to happen going into the future in terms of how we behave with regard to nature and how much we care about biodiversity and about the earth. You know, when I think about CCMI and what our role is, I think we're going to come out in a, in a strong place where I hope people will see that the actions that we're taking and the actions that they need to take to protect the, the reef, to protect the ocean, are going to make a difference for the future. CCMI's Dr. Carrie Manfrino speaking with Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. All right, let's check back in with Dion Anglin now throughout the COVID-19 restrictions. Dion's been keeping us in touch with the impact on our sports and fitness community. Dion joins us now with a look at how one of our athletes is navigating this brave new world, as well as details of an innovative approach to tennis. Dion? Thank you, April. The Tennis Federation of the Cayman Islands are offering a quarantine special with Zoom tennis lessons for Cayman Islands tennis club members. Group lessons are a maximum of four players and lessons are 30 minutes long, where tennis enthusiasts will work on their footwork, serve elements, shadow tennis and techniques. Tennis pro at the Cayman Islands Tennis Club, Yana Koraliva, says they had to find a way to keep members active throughout the lockdown. We pretty much had to figure out something to stay engaged with our members and to help people to work out and remember tennis lessons while we're in quarantine. So we just came up with this idea. Basically, we need just a little bit of space for the person to be able to do the exercises. And we're working on tennis footwork, technique, swings, so pretty much anything that you can do without actually hitting the ball. That's a lot of skills that you can actually work on. That's sometimes the stuff that you don't get to work on as much on the tennis court because you're so busy just playing. So it works out pretty well so far. I've had lessons with as young as six years old. And as long as they have good connection to the internet and they're motivated to listen, yeah, it it works out pretty well. Up to how many people are in that session? So far, we're doing up to four. Just I can give the feedback to them basically better that way. So there's um, up to four players. Okay, nice. And what particular times do you do them? I do that basically any time that people want to. So far, I have lessons. Most of them start at like 2.30, such as today. And then on the weekend, it would be more like the morning times. But of course, everybody's pretty flexible right now. So I'm working with, you know, any time that person wants to do it. You said it's to juniors and seniors as well? 
Yeah, the adults can do it as well. I have a group adult class on Saturday that's going to happen. So yeah, it's uh, pretty much any age works out. All right, and what's the response been like? I know they're not on the course itself, but what's the response been like since you've been having those sessions? Um, the response has been good. Everybody that has tried it, everybody signed up for more. I think it works those that have done other classes through Zoom or have been exposed to Zoom before. They're very comfortable with it because they kind of know what's happening. I think others may need to still some people have never used it before, so of course they may not have an idea of what it would actually look like. So then you have to kind of explain more and stuff. But I've had some people that have done karate or swimming lessons over Zoom before, so they are totally comfortable. They know what's happening and they're comfortable signing up. All right, and my last question any feedback from the kids about how they're handling the pandemic? I've asked them that every time and it's a mixed response. I've had some well, some kids tell me that they actually prefer homeschooling because you have to do less work. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean they're kids. So I mean I think they miss their miss their friends. I think everybody was very excited when we did the group sessions because they got to see friends that they usually play tennis with. But I think they do enjoy not having to do more work in front of the teacher, I guess. <laughs> With the Zoom tennis lessons, you will improve your tennis fitness and retain movements that will make it easier for you to get back on the tennis court. In similar news, the Tennis Federation Cayman Islands is calling on the tennis community to donate to charities which are assisting those struggling financially due to Cayman's COVID-19 restrictions. According to the Federation, they will match charitable donations up to $1,000. Those who donate or order from a local restaurant will also be entered into a draw to win tennis lessons. There will be a total of $1,000 in lessons available in prizes. The charities specifically listed by the Tennis Federation of the Cayman Islands include... Feed Our Future, Food Bank, ARC, Cayman Islands Crisis Center, and Cayman Islands Cancer Society. In order to participate, email tfci at admin at tfci.ky with details of your donation or each time you order a collection or delivery from restaurants. And Cayman's two-time Carifta medalist, Rasheem Brown, is staying focused throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. Simply communicate with my family and for respecting the rules of the government. Uh, staying mentally and physically fit is really important. Um, knowing that I'm able to work online at my own pace for my school, so that's really beneficial for me. And I'm trying to stay physically fit while doing so, you know, getting as much chance as I can to go outside and do something fitness-wise. My dream is on making the Olympic team hasn't changed, knowing that the Olympics have been cancelled this year. It's, dis- it's disappointing knowing that I'm not able to compete, but, you know, it's for me to stay humble and remember that my end goal hasn't changed, you know, it still remains the same of making it on my first Olympic team, so I'll be working towards that. The Milligan College sophomore won gold in every 60-meter hurdle race he competed in since the start of the year with a new personal best school record, an NAIA national qualifying time of 6.84. Brown's 60-meter hurdles time was 7.86 to his previous record of 7.93. He was also named Track Athlete of the Week for his conference on many occasions. That's it for Sports for Today. Back to you, April. The Game Announce community is called to come together for a national event of solidarity. As a member of this community and with the support of my fellow pastors, I am calling upon our nation to unite in a 72-hour campaign of prayer and fasting. In a broadcast message, Pastor Alcini Banks is joined by Caymanian artist Grace Byers, encouraging people to set aside daily routines and comforts to put greater focus on spiritual duty. 
Hashtag Pray Cayman will commence this Thursday, April 30th at 6 p.m. and continues until Sunday, May 3rd. Radio Cayman is supporting this event, so tune in at 5.55 p.m. tomorrow night as participants enter a period of abstinence. During the 72 hours, there will be a virtual prayer room where people can receive encouragement through hymns and scripture. At the top of each hour, different pastors will lead a live prayer, culminating with a live sermon on Sunday. The event will stream on YouTube, and to access it, visit PrayKman.com. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.